Here it is. The episode you've been waiting for. The Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation. Look at this. Good morning, good morning, Sasha. Good morning, how you doing? Good morning, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Neighborhood Sellers Podcast. Yes, yes, it is a wonderful morning. It is, and today's going to be a fire, fire episode because I have two coffees, so get ready for it. You do have two coffees. (laughs) This is the first time (laughs) we had a guest who was a real estate agent outside of the Keller Williams which brokerage. was which is unheard uh, of company cause... right so like everyone else we have brought in has, been, has been sports and entertainment <laughs> yep and in that world but this episode today is going to talk in a little bit different world mm-hmm. it's our personal world absolutely and but your personal world yeah well more relatable to myself yes uh, yeah because i didn't run you ran so yes so, your personal so, world but let, let me go ahead and just start. So introduce uh, them first yes. before anything. I would like to introduce our special guest, Mike Francovia. Good morning. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. The champ is no. I just felt like saying that today. <laughs> just because, you know, we didn't win. So, <laughs> Mike is also better known as Bergen Mike, right? So if you want to yes, just sir. throw your handles and how people can uh, find who you are. Uh, yeah, very simple. Just uh, either just go to bergenmike.com. Or just give me a call, 201-390-3911. I'd be happy to have a chat. 3911, wow. 3911-1111? That's like 911. 3911, yep. When when you need some uh, emergency help with real estate, you call me. Man, that's an awesome phone number to have. Is that on your business card? Because if it's not, you should. I would would just like put the 911. tagline. I would put the 911 like bolt. I'm your emergency go-to guy. So like Sasha teased, and what she was saying is, so back in November, many of you guys know that I unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully ran for mayor in our town, and I you did a good job running though. We, we did the, the the campaign. We did we. I'm proud. I'm sure you are as well. Absolutely proud of the campaign we ran, and all the times I've dropped our running my running mates was Andrew Warte and Mike Francovia. I'm sorry, yeah, Mike Francovia. Francovia. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been calling him that forever. <laughs> Forgive, yeah, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. No, no. no. So, Just refer to him as Bergen Mike moving forward. <laughs> it's easier. So, um, so I I knew Mike. Uh, Mike and I also sit on the Joint Land Use Board in Dumont. We did. So we we knew each other. We knew of each other. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I knew he was a real estate agent. Um, what did you it, think of him? What did you think of him when you first met him? So, I mean, you guys used to have a billboard for the neighborhood sellers did, yeah. at Memorial Park. <laughs> yeah. And I walk at Memorial Park all, all the time. Sasha sees you all the time walking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's how I first um, came to uh, be aware of you guys. And then also when you had your F-150 with the, with the logo face. on the side. My face on it, yeah. yeah Before yeah. it got totaled, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, you know. He used it to its end. That's Absolutely. Yeah, that, and that is the truth. And, um, you know, and but we grew to know each other better when we were basically getting off of work and spending pretty much two hours virtually every single day. Yes. Walk in. And, and there was things that happened in our in our career and in listings. And I would just like, you know, shoot the shit with Mike. And I would just mm-hmm. and, and get his opinions in on it. And it, it, it was honestly 
very rewarding in so many ways. Absolutely. Right? And uh, but what what was that like for you? I mean, mm-hmm. your your child he's an adult, so you mm-hmm. you ever you ever grown up as a kid? Yeah. Ours, ours, ours are babies, you know, compared to your son. <laughs> well, a daughter thinks she's 25. A son feels like he's, he acts like he's a two-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and, and obviously he's, I mean, and he has a phenomenal career ahead of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, do you want to just kind of brag about your kid real quick and what he's, because I don't think Sasha knows. I don't know, actually. Uh, so, yeah, my son um, goes to Embry-Riddle in Daytona Beach, Florida. He's studying to be a commercial pilot. Mm-hmm. So he is. Um, he received his uh, private pilot license about this time last year. Oh wow! Yeah. So um, my wife and I had the opportunity uh, last year um, on spring break. Uh, he took us up in a Cessna, uh, flew us down uh, by the shore, by Asbury Park area, and then oh, that's amazing. And then through the Hudson Corridor, uh, past the G Dub, and then back. Uh, to Pennsylvania, so that was really cool. Now, what's really oh, cool that sounds is amazing. he just got accepted into a as a mentorship, a training program, or what? What is that that he just got? Uh, so, um, a mentorship. So, uh, with uh, as you know, there's a pilot shortage, and um, all the airlines are, are desperate for pilots. They're Absolutely. looking for pilots. They they have a need going forward, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so they work hand in hand with these schools. Um, Emory Riddle actually is, uh, a very good pilot school. I did not know that until he told me they call it the Harvard of aviation. Really? Oh, wow. So yeah, so they, every year they come out just like other colleges and they meet, uh, on career day with the students and so forth. So, uh, my son's a sophomore, uh, they went out, had the conversation, uh, and they actually interview the students at this point. Uh, when they're, he's in his commercial module, so he's getting mm-hmm. close. Uh, within a year, he'll be done with his flight school. And that, wow. After that, he just it's a thousand hours required airtime before he can be hired. Yeah, absolutely. So he's going to uh, transition later this year into becoming a uh, flight instructor. Wow, that's a big deal. That's so, cool. so yeah. So what they do now is the airlines know that they're towards their end of this uh, uh, training, mm-hmm. uh, and they could see by their record and their hours, their logs that you know they're headed in the right direction. So they interview them now. Wow. So he had the opportunity of being interviewed either at school or uh, actually um, fly out to uh, the United Training Center uh-huh. um, in Colorado. So. Um, that's what he did. He decided, oh, they're going to fly me out. I'll take the trip. He flew out there, um, and uh, it was like his one of his first like real uh, adult job experiences because he's like, yeah, Dad, I was in there. It was a huge room with all these people, guys with 20 years' experience. That's and here I am, you know, I have, you know, under 200 hours. And But I said, but you deserve to be there. That's Absolutely. why they invited you out. You got to see their you've, uh, their training facility. You know the, all the simulators and mm-hmm. stuff. He got Absolutely. to sit into one, so uh, he he enjoyed it, uh, and he interviewed with them. and And there's this program called um, Aviate, and what it does is uh, they basically sign him up now. They follow him through. Uh, there's some um, type of training that they do between now and then. Again, this is his. 
Absolutely. career. I don't know much. Yeah, Just absolutely. what he tells me. Uh, you just know, a proud dad. Just, so yeah. good. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so essentially uh, he signed with them, and he's guaranteed a uh, officer position with United once he completes his hours. That is How amazing. Close. And we fly United all the time. Oh, my God. That, that's, that's our preferred. Everything that, is through United. Yeah. He loves United. How awesome like, is it going to be if, uh, right? if his son is going to be flying us? That is, like, that insane. First of all, I want to say I'm so super proud of your son as well. You know, obviously, secondhand proud. But being a parent, that is amazing. And hearing that he's 19 years old and going in this direction and in a room with people of this magnitude mm -hmm. and, like, this is amazing. It is. Like, this is so bomb.com. And, like, yeah, just imagine us getting on a flight and we're like, hey, hold up. Wait, you're. Do we you're know this pilot? Like, is that we Bergen know Mike's, your daddy. That's Bergen Mike's kid. Yeah, that's Bergen, Bergen Mike's kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That would be mm -hmm. how crazy of a world. Talking about that yesterday, you just never know. Mm -hmm. Because yesterday we had our um, other podcast, we had um, yeah, we recorded. a guest on. And her kids, both her kids play ice hockey, like both our kids. Right. And he was like, no, they never play each other. It's it's just, it just never happened. And I don't think it will ever happen. Like she left off. I don't think it'll ever happen. It'll never happen. They, they play in two different leagues or whatnot. Yeah. It's A just, game gets scheduled into our thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I go to happen to look at it. And sure enough, it's our kid's team. Yeah. Awesome. We're playing her son. I'm like, what? This is insane. We're playing like, her son's team like, on Sunday yeah, morning. It's and she's crazy. like, oh, yeah, my kid's going to be there that same time. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, there's four, so we, there's four rinks at this place. Yeah. You know, it's, or it's, that, that, their, their rink, theirs is only two rinks. But, okay. but, you know, like unexpected. But there's you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. At all exactly. Time, right? mm -hmm. There's it a reason why. It doesn't matter. And whatever happens, and it don't matter what different roads you take or how it happens with the detours or whatever, what is for you, literally that is like the whole right. thing of this year. What happens, happens, and everybody cross your paths, cross your paths for a reason, and they come into your life for a reason. Mm -hmm. And there's people that come into your life for seasonal, and there's also people because they came into your life mm -hmm. to help you or to teach you something and show you something. Agreed. And there's friends that you have for life, and there's a reason why these things happen. You know, I, I, I'll tell you this. You know, people joke and laugh um you know people always joke and laugh when it comes to uh like hey how much do you have any time to sleep you know like the shit the shit that we <laughs> do you really have time to sleep though <laughs> last night did you see i left the house at last night at one o'clock i saw that what time did you come back like quarter to one. Oh my oh, God. i'm sorry quarter to two dude that was crazy. and then obviously i had to wake up at seven for the you know for school and all oh, that yeah. but um mike lives a similar life like i do Really? You know, he doesn't I you know, he doesn't have that secondary business or third business or a charity like we do, but he's a father, a husband, he's a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. He's been in real estate probably just as long as we have. And what did you do before really? real estate? Um so I did I did a few things. Um uh I had accounting positions, IT positions, uh consulting positions. I tried the consulting in, yeah. inside sales for IT. So um I have a uh, um, a very broad background, but all of those things, you know, I can take a piece from every single one and, and it applies. People don't realize estate. that. And you use it to your advantage. And Transferable skills. Yeah, Absolutely. but it goes into your, your direct business, mm -hmm. right? So he sits on the Joint Land Use Board. We just had a meeting this past Tuesday. Uh, it was a quick meeting, though. Congrats on getting, um, what was it that you got? Reelected? Re oh. 
you know, whatever. I, what is that? What is that? I, so I am again the chairman of the Joint Land Use Board, but it is definitely for the guys. I'm not the I'm not the mayor's wife, but I'm the. <laughs> no, but you know what? It is for the trust that I have because Mike did vote yes when it came down to, you know, another nom- another person was nominated as well. Mm-hmm. So I do have to thank you know Mike and and everyone who did vote Aww. yes, uh, and, and and believed and trusted in me to lead our panel. Did you vote yes just because he was running uh, your running mate, or did you vote yes because you know he's great at what he does? Um, so I take my position on the board, um, you know, to heart, you know, yeah. absolutely for uh, the residents of Dumont. So I voted in the best interests of the residents of Dumont. And, and That's amazing. We don't get paid. I love that political answer, by the way. The thing is, we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't get paid to sit on the, the joint land use board. Nope. Uh-huh. We listen to testimonies. There's times... This is before you joined. During COVID, we used to do it on uh, virtual. Mm -hmm. And there was a meeting that went as long as, I think, like 11.30. That's when I think they, that's, if I'm not mistaken, it was the uh, cell phone antenna right by my house, by the high school, close to the, right right by the tracks. They were extending it 10 feet. Mm -hmm. Testimony went out. Like, I'm telling you, it was like 11.30. And what was great about that because we work, we go home, we really don't have time to eat, and we just go to the meeting. Mm-hmm. During that time, we I was able to eat, and you know I was just like kind of off camera, come back in camera, come off camera. So I was <laughs> eating, you know, during the meeting. So I was able to be there. The room was also really hot this this past Tuesday. It's not a I'm by the window, you know. Right. So it was great, but at the same time. Nobody liked that time because you really you you were talking to people through a phone or through a computer, so mm-hmm. there was no really interactions. But we don't get paid to sit on this, and we listen to testimony lasting hours. Mm-hmm. Wow! And it's the majority who decides whether you know a business can develop or a developer can put multifamilies in, a resident who just wants to put a second driveway in. It's us residents uh-huh. on the panel that can say yes or no. And obviously, we listen to testimony. We ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And we have learned, or I, at least I have since, since I, yeah, it's all right. Mama Dukes oh. can go right to voicemail. I'll give Mama Dukes a call. <laughs> no, no, if you're watching, he sends you to voicemail. <laughs> I didn't, Sasha did. It was not me. Um, but the time I've been on the board, I've learned a lot about the town. So when they asked... I, you know, I already felt involved. Mm-hmm. And one thing that Mike was, like Mike announced his candidacy to run months, well months before I did. It was pretty much the spring, right? It was around the, we had the meeting. I remember the me- meeting at uh, Timimo. And uh, you, Andrew and you, uh, you know, you guys stepped up. and uh, But that was like, what, February, right? It was like this time last year? I guess, yeah, it's it. It was a whirlwind, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I heard that you know there was a need. I was, you know, I was approached. Uh, I was flattered that people thought of me, and I was like, you know what, Dumont's been good to me. Let me give back a little bit. Yeah. So that's why I decided. Now, people ask me, how do I find time? How do you find time? And if you're listening, you know, and you're looking at school. Right, it may not be a business. Maybe it's schooling. Maybe it's a part-time job. 
how do you find time to do mm-hmm. something else that you can commit yourself to the customers or the residents or um, you know the, the people that are really depending on you? Mm-hmm. So how do you find that time to do everything fairly and, and give your full attention? Well, one of the perks of being a realtor is uh, you have the ability to uh, work your schedule. Right. I mean, you know, as you know, when a call comes in that, you know, needs your attention immediately, you know which calls they are. Exactly. And you prioritize that and move things around. But that gives you the ability to shuffle mm-hmm. throughout the day on the fly. So I do that a lot um, as uh, things come in. So knowing what's priority uh, helps me organize my schedule on the fly. And uh, stuff like the land uh, use board, that's 7.30 at night. That's once a month. That's, that's not that hard to, right. to squeeze in, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically... You know, anybody that's a realtor will tell you, you you try to control your schedule, but you're not in control of your schedule. Because at any moment, any call that comes in could be a new client, and you need to shift everything and prioritize that client and get the ball rolling. Which I think is a great, valid point because, absolutely, you know, we, we work on the schedule, right? So I, but I, not really. I don't, schedule, I don't have, but not really. I don't have any showings today, right? I'm not with Jonathan. Did you check the calendar? I'm asking. I'm not with Jonathan today, right? I don't know. Let me check. For there was you. nothing on the calendar. That's okay, one. no, I don't think so. Jonathan's tomorrow, right? No, we're supposed to. It's the other two clients. Right. Not the I just want to make sure I'm not forgetting a client today. <laughs> um, but but if you have like, time, I could put in a, like for a instance, thingy after this. We have, we have a client <laughs> that's looking for property mm-hmm. uh, on the border of um, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, right? Over Phillipsburg. I was so... Yesterday, I left our podcast, mm-hmm. and I drove out to Phillipsburg. It's an hour and a half away from, from here. And I'm familiar with that area up there. And we were only showing, we were showing two properties. On the drive out there, the listing agent canceled one. It's all good. If, if, if you're listening to this, you're not a real estate agent. Shit happens. It happens all the time. 100%. Yep. The excuses are very poor, but yes. people don't realize <laughs> that it's a domino effect. Yep. Because nobody wants to just leave their house to go to look at one home, especially when right. they're relocating. So they're, this couple's relocating from Bergen County to Warren County. So they're traveling an hour and a half. So it's a three-hour round trip mm-hmm. for this family. On top of the three-hour round trip, it's also cold out. So nobody really wants to go looking out, nonetheless. So it gets canceled. It is what it is. We're already halfway out there. What are we going to cancel? We're already halfway out there. Mm-hmm. So we're there. The place was, let's say, it was very unattractive oh, to my dang. clients. Mm-hmm. You know when you know, and you know when you don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. We didn't even go inside. They knew. They knew. Mm-hmm. We didn't even walk inside. Wow. Like we didn't even open the door. Mm-hmm. Real estate agents hire photographers. Photographers are great in their job. <laughs> they're really gifted. These photographers. <laughs> you know, their job is to entice and get someone to come to the house to show the property in the best light possible exactly Absolutely. Right? this photographer was above and beyond the we need to find out who's person yeah exactly <laughs> we pulled up the side of the house is collapsing the foundation no is like a 45 degree you said it was bad but you didn't say you didn't tell me exactly what was popping off. the foundation was at a 45 degree angle <laughs> you look down the side of the house mm-hmm. and it's completely waved 
right? Mm -hmm. The house is going to collapse. Right. We didn't even walk in. Like, so I feel like shit because my clients just drove an hour and a half out here. The second showing got canceled, mm -hmm. right? They're like, hey, can we drive by just to look at the exterior of the house? We're going to say no. Like, yeah, right. let's look. But then that makes it even <laughs> worse because like, the house. now we'll look at the house. The <laughs> sellers are quote unquote packing because they're moving and they don't yeah. want to do the showing. Mm -hmm. So they're going to see us outside their house looking at it. It's going to be awkward. <laughs> so I go to them like, listen, sit in your car. Let me see if anything came to the market. Mm -hmm. Now, we got these clients because another agent failed them. The other agent was not communicating with them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was just sometimes agents get distracted. You know, we, we all know that. We also well, sometimes you just don't vibe with an agent. It may not be the agent that's not doing their job. It may be like the the way that agent works just doesn't work with the way you work. Right. Like the way I text some clients, sometimes I tell my clients, I'm like, hey, guys, just so you know, I'll text you at 4 a.m. sometimes. I'm sorry in advance, but this property will come to market and I see it totally fits your budget right. and my insomnia. Like, I need to get it done. And once I see it, I'm like, just ignore it. It's going to come to your email. Right. Just ignore it. But when you see it, same on my side. If you need to send me a message, a text, an email, send it to me. Right. That doesn't mean I have to read it at that point in time. Mm -hmm. But you could send it to me whenever you need to send it to me. Because sometimes it just needs to be done. I'm a working mom. Mm -hmm. If I don't send it in that time frame when I need to and do things, some things are never going to get done. It'll get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Exactly. So so what's good about that is, um, you know, communication is vitally important in our roles. And you're setting the expectation with your client and, mm -hmm. and, and also letting them know, hey, don't feel the need to respond at this time. That's exactly. not what this is for. This is for, I want to make sure you get this and you yep. see it when you can. And then on your convenience, you get back to me. Absolutely. And then... And then that way, nothing, like you say, falls through the cracks. Okay. It's very important um, because if, if you don't have that open communication and set the uh, expectation yep. and, you know, some, you know, like you said, people work different ways. Yep. And some people get anxious when they see a text and they don't respond right away. And that, that may be. He's one of those people. When he, oh, when he gets a text message, when I text him at like five in the morning sometimes or whatever, mm -hmm. he's like, he wouldn't respond to the message, but he'll come to the guest room and be like, you're still awake? But I sleep in the guest room because I sleep with both our kids, and he says he doesn't sleep with kids, so they're not allowed to, <laughs> in our bedroom. Exactly. So I sleep in the guest room with our kids on a queen size bed. But like he would walk over to me and like, why did you text me so late? But you you saw the message, just ignore the message. Like right. that's why it's a text message or email. Right. It's not meant for you to read it right now. Right. That's a you problem. You need to like you revisit can, that. Right. You can manage a text however you like. Exactly. Un unless the text says. Urgent need response. Exactly. Right. Well, if it has 911, that's different. Right, right. Completely different. Then you're getting a phone call. You're not getting a text at that point. But it's so crazy. And you mentioned communication. Mm -hmm. So the way we build our business, we build it on because of our experience, our purchase. When we're buying, I don't know if Nico told you, but what we got into real estate because of our experience when we were purchasing our property. Okay. So I felt that I was the client you didn't want because you would give me you would give me an answer mm -hmm. or you wouldn't give me an answer. You'd say you circle back mm -hmm. and I would go reach out to my 10 other realtor friends and they're like, hey, why didn't you use me? If you have so many questions mm -hmm. and you're coming to me for the answer, why didn't you use me? And I'm like, uh, hey, <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, okay, but you know, it's like, and then I'm like, fumbling because I'm like, oh man, what is my reason for not using them? Okay, we're using someone who who Nico um, really, really, really... Oh, hold on. Can, can I just finish what happened? Well, what, what, so what, what? I ended up saying there, 
And oh, about the property. We, we oh, scheduled sorry. three other showings. Mm-hmm. My day got extended almost four hours from the showings that we were going around looking at. Right. So thinking I was going home four hours early, I didn't. So just to finish the point, what I was saying, completely forgot what I was saying. I didn't know I cut. You went on the phone. I didn't even no, know I cut. No. Did we cut him off? Yeah. I did. don't think we cut him off. Yeah, you didn't. You went I on don't the phone. recall. Yeah. <laughs> but so talk about your day can can move. So it was a real estate agent. Yeah. Things happen, and I'm, we're going to tell my clients. No, we're not going to look at these three other houses. They, they, their first agent failed them. I'm not going to fail them. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, I'm going to do what I want to do and going to do to keep my client. Of course. So things happen. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're going into the game and, and you're new to it, you need to understand how to prioritize mm-hmm. before anything, before for any kind of business, mm-hmm. prioritize. And, and, and the, you know, not only prioritize, but like we were just discussing about communication. All right. So now you're out in Pennsylvania, yep. uh, you know. One was canceled. The house you went to see is, is is not fitting your client's needs. You pivot. You find something else in the area that you can try to almost get into while you're there or get into. Uh, but at the same time, if you got other appointments that weren't um, time sensitive, you're also communicating with those other clients to say, hey, you know, I'm going to have to reschedule this. When is the best time? And if the client has any concern while you're not going out, you can say, okay, alternatively, what questions did you need answered that weren't already answered on this property? While I'm out here, since we can't go see in person, I will try and get those answered before we get to go see it. Mm-hmm. So you can de- there may be something that comes up in those questions that – you didn't think of before, that is a deal breaker. And maybe I can get a picture from the agent that shows that specific item that's a deal breaker, you know, or solidifies, I definitely want to see this property. So you can continue the process. It's just shifted as your schedule shifts. Absolutely. So it's servicing your client, but using any method of mean you know, technology-wise, phone, email, text, to continue pushing that project forward. Before um, they had asked you to run for this last election, Mm -hmm. were you involved in politics at all? Volunteering only. As the, on the zoning board? No, no, before those, uh, before the uh, land use board, Uh um, uh, I've never been part of the zoning board. Um, oh, so it's two different things. Oh, my bad. No, it's so, it's so in Dumont. <laughs> so in Dumont, it's actually merged. Oh, okay. So yeah, so it, the, the, the land board, the land use, and it's the same thing. Okay. Because yeah, so, I thought I was fumbling with the words. So, so um, before that, um, my wife started volunteering with the with the city, mm-hmm. uh, the borough of Dumont, and. Uh, Naturally, they needed help, and I'm like, sure, you know, Dumont Day, whatever, uh, came up, and I would volunteer, and I volunteered for, I guess, a, maybe a year, two years before, mm-hmm. you know, prior to them. That that's kind of how that's that's exactly how um, I became known in, in, in the political circle, and uh, they liked how I worked when I volunteered, and. Uh-huh. They came out to me and they, you know, they knew I was in, uh, to real estate. And when this position came open, they said, Hey, we really need, you know, somebody to fill this need. And I said, okay, so I'll step up for that, uh, for the land use board. And the same thing then happened, uh, 
pretty much within a, a few months of that. Nico. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I get her all the time. He gets me all the time, so I just, sorry. I went to close something, and then the freaking something else popped up. <laughs> no fidgeting. I know, right? That, that's that was up for you. Exactly. Exactly. Went, Sorry, before he interrupted. Yeah, I went to I went to close my, an app, and the app opened as it was closing it. Sure, it did. Sure, yeah, it no. did. So, so yeah. So, and then you know, a few months after that, that's when they approached me for this other position as well, uh, running for city council. Uh, that's but, amazing. But I, I never in my life pictured myself wanting to run really? for office. Yeah. Um, so it, it was definitely something that you know uh, was out of my comfort zone and. Absolutely. I was like, you know what, let me go for it. You know, it's an opportunity that, just that fell in my lap. And, um, you know, it, by me just being around and, like you said, the volunteering um, opened it, opened those doors. You know, so volunteering is very good because you're giving back, you're Absolutely. meeting other people. Yep. And then people get to know you and they could say, hey, you know, you have these talents. I think you would be very useful over here. Mm -hmm. why, why don't you come and, and, and serve over here as well? So, um so that's how it went. And uh, what was really nice, and I, I think I'm kind of circling back to one of Nico's original questions about, you know, what we, uh, um, life lessons or, or what uh, um, experiences we got out of running for city council. I mean, you know, real estate's a, um, a relationship business. Absolutely. So is politics. So, you know... Um, no strange. I'm no stranger to going out and knocking on doors. Uh, exactly. You know, for real yep. estate. You know, it's not the easiest thing to do when you have a flyer in hand. You pick an area and just knock on a door cold and introduce yourself and ask that person, "Hey, uh, can I sell your home?" Exactly. You know, it could go. It can go different way, ways. Absolutely. On how you approach that, and you learn that very quickly. But. Uh, I definitely developed a, a comfort level with that, and I've met, I had a, a lot of good experiences um, with people, um, whether they became my client or just somebody who told me. You learn a lot of history about the area when you talk to residents. So absolutely. So that directly correlated to door knocking with Nico in the neighborhood and uh, introducing ourselves uh, to the residents and uh, letting them know what we stand for, what our ethics are. And um, how we want to help. And I think it also opened up another kind of light to us because, you, you know, we're used to knocking on doors to listening business, right? True. This time we're knocking on doors listening. Mm -hmm. You know, we're actively yep. listening with no agenda to know, hey, is your neighbor selling the house or anything like that? We just want to know and get to know our neighbors. So, like, for me, I, what I took back was the appreciation to, to listen. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that helped in, in so many ways because they would tell you what the concerns were. Absolutely. They would tell you, hey, you know, like what it is, like parking this, parking that. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, okay, I learned that there's a parking issue here. Yep, or a road issue. So if she, if she has an issue about <laughs> something that's I was parking. actively listening with my one ear too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if they if maybe I should run next time. Exactly. But maybe you could be the first husband. But oh, there you if go. if the one have there ever been a sorry to Yeah, hundred percent. This female mayor uh, is all over the place. No, in Dumont itself. No, I don't believe there's any in no, on, no, no, wait no, a think, no, there's one. There's been one. There was one. There was one, but really? I think she took over for her husband or it's something. Like like that. Yeah. yeah. So really? so, so there you would be the the first elected yeah. female Dumont. But so maybe the, I should start campaigning. So the, but the th what I was saying is, you know, we understood like, all right, there was a problem with the parking. 
Mm-hmm. And then the next person said there's a problem with parking. Yeah. Well, now my conversation with the next person after that is going to be about parking. So now I'm relating with them. Absolutely. So the conversation instead of being cold is a little bit warmer where you can talk to them where they can trust you a little bit more. And I think that would end up helping with future door knocks because you can relate with them. So it's not like, you know, the, uh, where, where is it? Hold on, there it is. Are you trying it's to turn my the, mic off? Oh. Yeah, can I help the guy buy, you know, can I have someone can to sell your house? house? Yeah, can I, my, my, my client wants <laughs> you to You could buy my house. Yeah, my client wants you to sell your house. So my client <laughs> wants to buy your house. It's every something like that is you're talking to them. You heard what everyone else was telling you. So you know there's a parking issue. True. They have a family that's overgrown outside the house. They have a parking problem. How about we can relocate them to another house? And that's something what I learned from campaigning and learning and walking because we're just listening. But there was also times when you went, when you door knocked, uh, that was a favorite part of like when I finally got to go door knocking with him and I was able to like do that. Like I love talking to people and listening and all these things. Right. And it was like when they would open their doors and look at him and hi. And he would say, hi, I'm Nico. I'm running for mayor in town. And they're like, you're running for mayor. This is amazing that you came to introduce us. Putting back the human touch and the the face to face back to it, Agreed. the most simplest way to like get in connection with anyone is to meet them face to face, and just him doing that, some of these residents were mind blown. Mm-hmm. Like you're running from here and you came to my door to introduce yourself. You didn't come for anything. You didn't. You don't want anything. You're just introducing yourself. Like it was, and even walking away, they're like. Okay, yeah, you're running for mayor. Great. Nico, great to meet you. Nice to meet you. And I look forward right. to seeing you becoming mayor and all these great things. But it was just so, it was such a mindfuck for them to see them at his door, right. at their door. And it was like, it brings it back to everything again. Like, yeah, you say, and I truly believe this in 100%, um, real estate is all about relationships because it doesn't matter when it comes to putting in offers, you're selling the property, you're buying the property, whatever. People look at who's the, the agent, right? When I go on the MLS and I'm sending things, say my client is interested in a property and I'm sending out the listing to my client and they look and they're like, oh my God, I love this house. Before we even schedule to show that house, I'm reaching out to the agent. Hey, it's Sasha and Nico at KW. Um, just wanted to find out a couple of things. Do you have any active offers? This and X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Hey, no. I'm starting to build a rapport. So when we do get to that line, when we're like putting in an offer, they're like, she reached out, they reached out. I know that even though I don't know her, know her or know them, know them. Dude, it's been amazing so far. Agreed. I I do the same thing. You build that rapport. They they know what to expect before it hits their inbox. So they're looking for your offer. Exactly. And they already have a feel on what type of transaction you're offering. Because 100%. not only, you know, um, there's the money aspect, of course, of, of the offer, but there's so many other factors Absolutely. on, you know, if the, you know, the seller needs a certain time period yep. or what you're going to negotiate or not negotiate. So a lot of the negotiation, uh, by when you build that rapport, you find out, okay, what are, what are the, what are the needs of the seller? What are the pain points of the seller? And you try and build an offer to meet those needs um and, and you know not doesn't work all the time but when the buyer and seller come to that place of compromise that's when that deal is always made Absolutely. And, and as and then once once it's on paper that just solidifies it right mm-hmm. absolutely 100 you know, it it's 
it's interesting just, you know, talking to someone who has the, you know, the same understanding, right? You know, where, you know, at the end of the day, we work for different companies, you know, we, or we hang our license for different companies, right? Exactly. We work for, we work work for for ourselves, but we just. Different brokers. Different brokers. (laughs) We have, you know, we fall in the thing, but with that, you know, talking about rapport and stuff like that, we were able to help a mutual client out. You know, absolutely. Two different, two different walks of life as because far of as this relationship. Yeah. yeah, and our, I'm sure your client and, and, and at the end of the day, the all parties involved were happy absolutely. at the end result, and that was another success from a failed election. But like I said, the, I was very proud of the election itself. We didn't succeed what we were trying to do, but we got so much more out of it as well that. I don't think any of us ever expected. I don't think either of us expected the, um, you know, the learning aspect of what we did, mm-hmm. um, the growth in in, in, in not only um, me knowing you, but me knowing Andrew better. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, is we were able to help your client in Germany with that lead inspection. Yep. Um, you know, so it was just a relationship that it was like. Hey, let me, let me, let me reach. And, and we were talking to each other a lot. I mean, we were every, almost every day we were texting each other. I was texting you more than I was talking, talking to my wife. You know, when I was texting you. you he guys. doesn't read my text messages, so you know. I will send him a million messages a day. He will not read my message, but he will call me and talk about the same exact thing uh, and have a 20-minute conversation about something I text him about. And it drives you nuts. You could have just read that text <laughs> and give me an answer. Because I don't have the luxury of being able to be, and I hate being on the phone Mm because I only have one working ear. So when I'm on the phone with that one working ear, that means whatever I'm doing, I don't have any ears available to do it, right? So I get agitated. I'm like, did you not read that message? Or like, I'll be like, hey, you have, just so you know, you have X, Y, and Z. You have this showing, that showing, and let inspect, whatever. I'm sending him a schedule. Text message it, no problem. Um, I'm like, and I'll put like, you know, with the Apple, the um, exclamation. Yes. Like, so he knows, urgent, read this. Doesn't read it. Do I have any show? Do I have anything you have me scheduled for any? Um, why don't you look at the calendar or read your messages? Because if you had done that, you wouldn't be making this phone call. So. Uh, like, I, it's agitating. I, I get it. And you guys have different styles. He, he's verbal, your text. <laughs> exactly. You know, so uh, it, it'll, it works, <laughs> but there is going to be friction sometime because Absolutely. of the two different styles. But that's totally normal, right? It is. Um, so years back when my son was still in high school, uh, I created a family Google calendar. And I told them because we had a lot of things going on. So, especially, that's amazing. So, especially reached, you know, <coughs> heading into applying for schools right. and stuff like that. Um, so... It's like we got to do a better way than these random texts all over the place. And everybody's always wondering, you know, especially when you're planning months out. So I said, all right, I created a family calendar. I started throwing everything in there, figuring, okay, you know, my son, you know, is younger. Usually kids have no problem with adopting tech. Yeah. Um, And um, nobody ever used it. Right. And it would drive me nuts because I was I was actively managing it. Right. And putting it in there, sending the uh you know invitations absolutely and it's funny uh after a while you know my wife she appreciated it you know we were working on it together and my son just never never really accepted an invitation <laughs> and then be like i didn't get and i would verbally tell him like you know because i you know my during COVID, especially 
he was taking class in his bedroom and I share a wall with my office to his bedroom. So we would come out of the door and I'd be like, hey, by the way, I sent you a couple invites. Yeah. You know, accept that when you get a chance. Absolutely. You know, your phone's in your hand at 24 hours a day. Just hit the button. Yeah, dad, yeah. Never get it. Never. Still to this oh day, never. Oh, my God. And then even if he did by chance, yeah. he would never refer to the calendar anyway. Oh, man. So, you know. It defeated the purpose to begin with. So you wow. can have the best tools in the world. If you don't have yep. buy-in from everyone, it doesn't achieve the goal. So that's, again, 100%. so you have to adjust your communication to still get and we board. literally have a family mm -hmm. calendar. That's what we have. Is okay. family yeah. And I don't just well, add it to the just, calendar. It's just us two. I invite him yeah. so he has to accept it. So he knows it came up. This is happening. Yeah. Even if I have a doctor's appointment, whatever I have, yeah. it's going in the calendar and I'm inviting him to it. Right, to give L that awareness. Yeah, but the thing is. And like, then he's like, oh, it wasn't on the calendar. Yeah, the thing is. I, just, I didn't. I, I didn't see it on the calendar. <laughs> and he'll go in and, oh, oh. I, I saw no, he wouldn't accept. even say, oh, it's there. He would just be, uh. I still haven't accepted a bunch of these things. Now he's going through right now. Yeah, right. Accepting like, everything. This, this is, uh, yeah, quite a bit. Exactly. <laughs> quite a bit. See, thank God you came on today. <laughs> Look at the purpose you came on for today. But he's exactly like your son. He will accept it, mm -hmm. but then he would never look at the calendar later on to right. acknowledge that it was in there. Mm -hmm. Something happened recently where I was like so pissed at him. I was like, it was in the calendar. Why didn't you look? Mm -hmm. He was like, it wasn't. I'm like, I have to. It was a doctor's appointment. Something I had going was important, and I couldn't bring the... A OBGYN appointment, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, a little TMI. Mm -hmm. But it's a girl's appointment. I can't bring two kids with me to like... I agree, yeah. So I was like, it's in the calendar. He's like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, I made that appointment a year ago. I put it in the calendar mm -hmm. a year You're ago. You're making up a story because I have no recollection of this conversation. <laughs> so that's that's great. See, exactly. And I sent a text, and I tell him in person. I was like, did you see? I have a doctor's appointment on Tuesday, right? I cannot bring the kids with me. It's that doctor's I cannot do it. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, just text me. Do you, do you guys overlay the calendars? No, so we no. have one. So yeah. with our website, mm -hmm. right, we have an email, you know, mine. LinkedIn. We have an email for her. We have an email for our offers. Mm -hmm. We have an email that we generally are lead generating email that our team looks at. And then we, we have, have an email that goes on both our calendars. So mm -hmm. the email for the generation, mm -hmm. the generating one, that goes to everybody on the team. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we have an, anything. Mm -hmm. Everyone has access to that. So we put it in that calendar. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, because you would think everybody on the team is looking at an email that has leads. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sasha and I have an email, which is just both our calendars. So we do all our scheduling off of that email. Mm -hmm. And then uh, then we have our own private emails for, you know, for business and whatnot. Yes. That we get. But like, you know, if there's something that one of us need to get in touch we're throwing ourselves on all the emails except the obviously the one that goes to the team <laughs> just to like you know like you know something important so um like for instance we just uh we just set up our phones with the family share on the storage did right? you know you could do that that's amazing so, so we were doing is we we're paying each of us each of our phones we were paying individual plans for storage so we're like we have enough storage that we can do the family yes so it's we did so there's a code mm -hmm. Oh no! Then we found out we can do le legacy. legacy. Yeah. So if something happens to either one of us, we have legacy, so we can access the phone. But so. I told him if I die, I don't want him to have access to my phone. <laughs> I don't so. want him up and dirt. You know? Yeah. No, I'm just joking. He has access to my phone whenever he wants anything. Like I have nothing to hide. So I, you know, I too had the challenge of where you know I have a uh, real estate calendar in Outlook. I have mm -hmm. a personal calendar in Outlook. I have a family calendar in 
Google. Uh, Google, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because my son and my wife. Yeah, actively listen. My, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my son and my wife uh, enjoy using the Google apps better than the Microsoft. Oh. I come from the IT world, so mm-hmm. you know we always use that. I prefer Microsoft products. Absolutely. So, so Outlook. So uh, I too had trouble. Okay, and then I don't use the Apple Calendar at all. Really? Not at all. Oh because, my god! I do everything with Apple because I have. You know, that's three different platforms, Absolutely. right? And it's like, I, 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 I can learn all the platforms, but it's not a really good use of my time to be all over the place. So what, so what I did was, and it was the solution for me, was I found a way where I was, since uh, I'm more comfortable with the Outlook calendar, mm-hmm. I have my Google family calendar sharing with Outlook so it gets over, so all three calendars are overlaid on one calendar. That's amazing. So it's all like a dashboard. So and they're different colors. Like yes, so, same thing with ours. So yeah, so that's how I was able to bring that all in and manage all three calendars, even from two different platforms, on one on one pane of glass. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I tell you having a calendar, like having everything in the calendar, mm-hmm. you know when people first wake up, they look at a text message, social media, stuff like that? No, I look at my calendar first because I look at my calendar and that's how your day is going to go, right? You're like, okay, I have this smidget in between where I could do X, Y, and Z or I have to get this done, I have to get that done, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So, Looking, my calendar is very important to me as a working mom. Mm-hmm. Like, if I see pickup is twelve forty or half day school, right. changes the whole entire day. Right. Oh you my know, god. As opposed to like you don't have to a regular about that. day you don't pickup. Have to worry you know? about that no more. I know, no. right? Your kids I'm so out. jelly. Oh my god. That, and you only have one. One and done. And, and, uh, and that ended like eight I years ago too. <laughs> that would like ended like oh no, not even eight. Like five, like five, six years ago. Right? No, Middle school. No, no. So, so. Being a parent's never done, right? Exactly. So it's funny. While I was on the phone with you trying to find where I needed to park downstairs, yeah. I got my son calling me at the same time. Oh, and I, and I got, <laughs> So as soon as I – literally, you hung up, and I'm switching over to him. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Well, you know, <laughs> I'm running around. <laughs> I'm doing something fun today. I'm right, with right. Sasha and Nico on And the it's podcast. so hard to explain, like, the parking garage downstairs because I can't say make a right because there's two rights. Well, I say make a right because when you the first right it says employees only. Yes. So, but at but, first you don't that sign, see that. That sign is so small, it so is. people. And then once you go in it, you can't go in. Then you have to come back out. Mm. So I can't say go straight. Well, say make the second right. So, it's tough, right? Does that make sense to you? It, it does, but uh, you know, it's what, so confusing to do over the phone. It is Be, being the you know uh, first time visiting the property. Yeah. You, it's very clear when you're coming through the gate. You see the one to the right, and you yeah. see the one to the left, but you don't notice the one the straight entrance that's f- forward, sure. right? Um, and then the sign is very small, uh-huh. so it's very easy to miss. So, yeah. so like, but, but even if they park you, in the employee parking, would they tow them? Would they do anything? Yeah, it's yeah, like a few hours. Do you, do you want to? Do you, you want to? Do you want to take that? No, risk? I absolutely not. I'm not taking yeah, that. It, risk. Our, like, we'll never have. I a, parked in somebody else's spot up here, and I had the thing calling me because, like, there's on the spots there's like different companies like on mm-hmm. the thingy. So you're supposed to park in spots that doesn't have boxes with names on them. Yes. So one time I parked in a in a spot that had a box and then with a name, and like I got in. And they, and they, they recognize your car because you yeah, come here like, all the time, and it's not. Hard to find. I was like, that wasn't my car. Who's the owner of the car with the face on it, right? <laughs> right with the right. phone number. Like there was an email that goes because um, the bank, the bank downstairs just reserved parking spots. Mm-hmm. So it was one of the spots that I used to park my truck all the time. It was for me. It was convenient. Yes. So they ended up taking six spots. 
Now, I knew those were vac- you know those were vacant spots. I never thought of you know it's going to change. Yeah. So the one day I got an email you know that was forwarded to the office and says, <laughs> "Would you politely ask Nico not to park in the spots for pay?" <laughs> so I'm like, "What the?" F-? So I went downstairs. I'm like. He's they, like, I'm not parked in I'm this I'm like, spot. they just painted this shit. Like, <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know? No, I'm in the wrong. I was completely wrong. I should have been conscious and, and alert of what I was doing, uh, which I was not. But I'm like, this mother... I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they saw you parking them. They're like, I want that they, spot. It was like, can you cli- <laughs> kindly you know, n- remind Nico that you cannot park in spots with, for other people? And I'm like... That is funny. But one thing I don't know if you notice, and maybe you have, but Mondays and Fridays are so much easier to drive because people work from home so the parking lot downstairs is virtually empty on mondays and fridays because a lot oh, more people, yeah, a lot. so the, a i lot don't of, ever park downstairs to begin uh, with so no in the garage the, the third level oh where we park but um just look when you when you leave today uh-huh. just look to see how accessible oh, today are. is friday oh, okay. yeah, today. but even go, because <laughs> we're glitching today just because we're at the george washington bridge just getting to work on a monday and fridays is less oh, traffic because less people going into the city. So you know, we find that, but at the same time, what we're doing for our clients, now we're looking for a space. Instead of being a fourth bedroom, now we're looking for an office. Yep, or, a bonus you know, spot, a and bonus I think room. that these developers and builders and stuff like that are taking conscious of this. Absolutely. Where they don't have to make a large room because a closet and all that adds. Now they're finding space into the attic or in the basement that they can make into an, an office. office. Because... It doesn't, oh, it's not a bedroom. So, you know, when it comes down to like CCOs and towns that don't offend, allow for mm-hmm. finished base, uh, finish bedrooms or, uh, you know, in the basement or in the attic, you're putting an office. Um, we're working out with right now with a property that we're selling in Maywood. Um, the basement, they're using it as a bedroom. I told the owner, I'm like, technically, we can't, you know, I cannot market this as well, a bedroom. Well, not technically, you cannot no, market can't. it. As but I, a, I, no, I was saying technically, bedroom. it's not a bedroom, only because it has a door. To this, to off- well, when somebody buys the property, you could do whatever they, they want can, with but, it, but... So a bedroom is four walls, and within those four walls is one access in and out. Egress. Egress, right? Mm-hmm. One, not two, one. A window, heat, and a closet. That's what a bedroom is. A bedroom is not a door to get in and then a door to leave to go into another room. That is not a bedroom. So this one here has a secondary storage room. Well, a Jack and Jill. Well, Jack and Jill with the bathrooms, that's yeah. kind of separate, but you can't have it as a cut through, so you can't have it go into a garage. Right. That's right. not a bedroom. Like There was a showing that I went on recently where one of the bedrooms didn't have a closet, it, that, uh, like at all. Uh, they had like a little like um, like um a little thing in the wall mm-hmm. that they had curtains on. Okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't a closet, like a closet closet, mm-hmm. but it's a bedroom. But technically it wasn't a bedroom because there's no closet. So like... I don't. I don't know. That was that was kind of weird. It, I mean, it, it was yeah. But people like well, they're like our bedrooms. And are like people that. like, oh, don't worry about it. I I don't mind. Yeah. yeah not, not that you don't mind. Your it's bank good. minds because yeah. your bank is going to send an appraiser here, and if the appraiser comes in yep. and does not count this as a bedroom, it's not going to be as valued at what it is because instead of being looking at comps for a three bedroom house, yep. three bedrooms, one bathroom completely house, changes it. You're a two bedroom, one bathroom house, and I tell you right now, a two bedroom house and a three bedroom house. Completely different price points. Yeah. Not even remotely close. Absolutely. A four bedroom and a five bedroom. Yeah, you can see that. That's those are close, right? Because there's not too many people looking for a five bedroom house. Right? At the true. same time, I have the need, and at the same time, you know, how much more is someone going to offer on a five bedroom house, right? One of those bedrooms are probably smaller. It's going to be 
a nursery or an office, right? But sure. from a two bedroom and a three in a three bedroom, completely different price range. I mean, you're you're not close. So I tell people, I'm like, you want to worry because we're not going to go through the whole process. You pay for an inspector, you pay for the appraisal. You come to find out, the bank is going to say, you know what? Your loan is going to be, uh, you know, short because it's appraised at this, and you know, they come up with thirty thousand dollars. Yep. Like people don't realize that, and it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, it's the wild, wild west when it comes down to, you know, listing, and you have to talk to your clients, and this is what you were talking about with the report. You want to get them to understand, like, hey, like I, I told him, he goes, well, it's not only get them to understand, it's be transparent with them. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the indifferent. Hey, I know you fell in love with the property, but at this point in time, I'm sorry. Like, what? Basically, what the bank is going to give you is what the appraiser right. appraises the property for. So if you want this property, mm-hmm. you have to come out of pocket mm-hmm. because this is where it's at. And like, yes, yeah, some people and some clients may not like that. They may not like your directness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're not in the business of babysitting. That's true. And we're not in the business of playing with people's money. This is a lot of money mm-hmm. that people, unless Nico says, unless you're buying a $500,000 car every year or something, this is the biggest purchase you will probably do in your lifetime and yes transparency 100 percent communication and explaining to them like hey if we go down this road this is what's going to transpire this is the appraisal gap Mm -hmm. and this is what you're going to have to cover and that doesn't mean it's added to the loan that means you're coming out of pocket with this right so are you willing to do you want to move forward on this house because you're going to have to bring that to the closing so are you willing to do that or do you just want to it's up at that point in time you give them you put all the eggs you lay them out for them, and they mm-hmm. make the decision at that point. Because it's not our job to make the decision for them. That's right. It's that, to give them all the information. That's the advisory role, right? Exactly. That, that's exactly. Like, that's like I exactly. talk about my experience as a consultant. I bring that in. That's at the end of the day, and the client, you're less the boss. This is I'm here to educate. Absolutely. Right? And and then you decide how yep. you want to move forward. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. You have to live with the, the consequences exactly. of that. You're yeah. not going to come back later on and be like, you know what? He, right. Mike, Brig and Mike made me buy this house. Right, right. Like, no, <laughs> it's, it's your money, not my money. Exactly. But, you, know, you know, and it, we start to wind, wind down and pursue the final thoughts. But, you know, your consulting with your last transaction mm-hmm. really came in because you had a client who needed to leave, mm-hmm. who didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. But had to leave. Like, they, they, they had no choice. What? That made no sense. So needed to leave, had to they, leave, but had no they, choice. They needed to leave. <laughs> right? With, without, without, you know, kind of going into details, uh-huh. they had to go. They, they, they had to leave that. Okay. Like they, they needed to move out. Okay. In, in, in a specific time period. In, in a, okay. In a, so they, they needed to leave. Okay. They had they had no choice. They had to leave. Like, like Okay. The, like, <laughs> it, like, if they went over that time limit, uh-huh. it, it was, the consequences would have been worse. Okay. Right, right, right. So that's why I said. Had. Ideally, for them, they they had a period of time. Uh, they wanted to be out. They needed to start their new life somewhere else. Mm. Um, and, you know, uh, but but then at the same time, they, they didn't want to leave because that was their family home. That's where they grew up. That was that's where their memories are. So it's it's mm. tough. Where Mike came into play was Mike was talking to them and you know help them understand. Like, listen, I understand that you don't want to leave, but. When it comes down to re- when it comes Absolutely. to reality, so you really had to work overtime on that connection. Right? Well, the, yeah, I mean, and it's different for every client because every client has Absolutely. different emotional experience mm-hmm. that they're they're going through. There's so many different variables, and you know, I, I'm sure everybody's heard you know realtors uh, 
joke about how we're also psychologists. Oh, but Be, it's so true. Yeah, because you're 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 pulling in all that. So part of my approach is first, you know, you know, uh, explain what I bring to the table, uh, and then educate the client, find out what their story is, and then once you hear their story, inevitably you're gonna learn what those emotional uh, pain points are gonna be, and try what I try to do is I try to empathize with that and I, when I see the that emotionally bubbling up mm -hmm. I refocus on okay we know that you don't like this portion of what we have to go through but this is this is the positives that you're looking for and why we're going through it while it's necessary to go through this process right and uh, you know what's great is uh, they did reach uh, back out to me and, oh, that's nice. And they're, they, you could just tell the tone is is extremely positive. They're they're happy with they, their new they, place. They, they realize that they're the weight is off their shoulders. That's and amazing. They, right. A lot of people have that fear of change and the unknown. Absolutely. But once you get there, you now that hey. they're they're yeah. revitalized, yeah. they Absolutely. they they're in a new new state, new home new journey it's all you know it's all new experiences and Absolutely. you get you get a lot of energy from that yeah so it, it, that's amazing it's rewarding it makes you right. it makes that's you feel the best good. part of the transaction it, makes you feel good. it is it is amazing usually i just meet our clients at the closing table mm -hmm. and i refer to myself as the ai um, okay because you usually see me in your emails text messages everything else yes but in person right. so i have a showing agent and i don't really go to showings and things like that so when i do go out that's what i was telling Victor, I was like, yeah, this is the first time, not the first time I've been out to like consult and things like that, but whatever. Um, but it's very rare that I do that. And it's only specific clients I do it on sometimes where it's needed and things like that. Um, but when I do go to the transaction at the closing table, I'm like, guys, this is the best part. And the AI is out to celebrate because it's yes. the most rewarding part. Just seeing them. Um, it doesn't matter what the situation is, whether they're buying, selling, mm -hmm. renting. Mm -hmm. Just the emotion, and that was what we got into the business mm -hmm. to, to, we wanted to continue that. We mm -hmm. wanted that feeling that we had mm -hmm. at the closing table, mm -hmm. for, and we wanted all our clients to experience that, whether mm -hmm. it didn't matter what magnitude you were in real estate you were in. Agreed. I, I, I always tell my clients, you know, I, will, I, don't, I won't tell them, I suggest. Absolutely. Go to the closing table. It's it's gonna be a moment in your life you're going to remember. Yeah. Yep. And not the one we were just talking about, but I yeah. I have yeah, a, another closing last year um, where it was um, a family that again was was moving to another state, starting a new life somewhere else. Um, the two children lived in the house their entire life. Right. Wow. So, and I think you know, one was like twenty-five at this point. So they know no other home. Mm. And going through the process, um, you know, to get through it, the the mother um, was like, "Oh yeah, no, I can't wait. This and that, blah blah blah." You know, focusing on that positive. Uh huh. And I told her, uh, you know, I, I suggested, "Hey, come to the table." And what I want you to do is I'm going to hand you the keys and I want you to pass it on to mm. the, the new family coming in. Yeah, absolutely. So she's like, uh, you know, a little hesitant, but then she did it. So when we got to the closing table and, 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 you know, through the negotiation, there was a little bit of, 
you know, a tit for tat. It was yeah, very absolutely. minor, but, you know, s people still bring that with them to the absolutely. table. But when they got to the table, um, you know, uh, my client left them a surprise um, in the refrigerator, a nice cake, uh, champagne. So when they came to the table, and, and she did that on her, I didn't even know it was there. I, I walked through, I'm showing them. Uh, she replaced the refrigerator because it, it, it crapped out during, uh, you know, the last couple weeks. Wow. So rather than you know, call everybody up. She was like, okay, I'm just going to replace it. So they got a free new refrigerator that was That's better than amazing. the last. And when they opened it up, she left a note with a cake and champagne. I thought it was very classy. That was so nice. So when they came to the closing table, they were so happy. And they just started having a great conversation. You know, it's a new family coming in. This is the family that lived there for 25 years. She's moving on to the next phase of life. Yeah. But almost seeing you know where she was 20 you know 25 years ago mm -hmm. when she was coming into the house that's the role of the buyers coming in they were related and you could see when she was passing the keys over she almost had tears of joy yeah and the same thing on the buyer side because they realized they're looking into the future. The buyers are looking into the future, and yep. the sellers are looking into the past and reminiscing Absolutely. on you know that phase of life that they enjoyed so much in that home, and then the buyers hoping to have that same joy when they reach their point later. Absolutely. So it was a really cool moment. That's amazing. You know, yeah. and it's and it's those unwarranted moments because mm -hmm. they do it without even us saying anything. Exactly. That how shows how great of a hearted person that person is. You know, because yes. sometimes agents go. You know, they'll ask, they're like, hey, should I do anything? And they just like, yeah, you can. Or, you know, agents absolutely will not push, but they would say, hey, this is what other people Suggest, have done. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if they ask you. But, mm -hmm. you know, someone just doing it arbitrarily, it, it, it makes you know, like, man, I, I got a great client. Yeah. You know, it's because we've dealt with clients that are difficult or didn't care about the set. Like, yes. we just I wouldn't a, say difficult, I would say different. We, we had a client challenging just, just recently closed. Yeah, absolutely. Who put the sellers through the ringer? Mm -hmm. It was very challenging. For, for challenging no, is the right word for no like reason. And the seller, what they did is they give me left. some chichings for that. Bourbon That's not chiching. That was no. not my. <laughs> can you do the aggressive one so you can hear the aggressive one really quick? No. So do the oh oh. It's another another Sasha story. No. I I just want him to hear the buttons that you have for me. I don't have any of those. I want I want him to hear the Sasha buttons you this, have. This one? Nice. Nice. No, that's not the one I'm that's talking about. That's our buddy Al Casanova but, uh, down in uh he's that he's a comedian. He's a he's a comedian uh the real, realtor comment. Yeah. That's fun. And um He's so funny. He, yeah, he's I'm sure he's got a lot of material from real estate. <laughs> and, what's, and what's cool is he'll he'll send us you'll send me like text messages of like uh, things that he's like just testing out. I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking. I don't get those testers. And you know what, Alanova, I got to talk to you about that because it's been almost a year later so and I still don't get he them. Finishes, I'm kind of jelly. He finishes all his um, all his <laughs> skits or all his jokes with nice. So when we had him on, I, I ripped it. And then uh, yeah. I like, like this is, you know, if uh, the proper way of saying realtor. Like, yeah, we're from Jersey. I say with an A in the middle. How do you say it? Realtor. He kind of sounds like her. Realtor. Realtor. I say realtor. 
With an A in the middle. Real okay. <laughs> Everybody, you know what? At the end of the day, if, if people, I am that. If, if, if people know what you're talking about, that's it. If they, a hey, then you're good. If they're gonna call you, that's what's. But that's what matters. Just hey, don't don't forget my hey, phone. It doesn't number. matter how if you call me a realtor or realtor like right. her, or whatever. It does. Just call me. Just, yeah, just call but, me. Like, just let's, call me. Let's just get to work. But when yeah. you were saying that about the emotions and things like that, so recently, well, not recently, recently, but it has happened where they stopped the the buyers from writing love letters. Oh to the yeah, sellers. <laughs> and like when I tell you, like, listen. To begin with, this is why a lot of people that I know they go into commercial real estate because there's not a lot of emotions involved. There's no emotions, it, but there's still a little smidget, but not the there's magnitude no like emotions. it is. It's where just, it's just money. sometimes there is, but whatever. I don't know, I don't okay, anybody. you're cutting down my stop. So <laughs> when they when they did that, I kind of see. Yeah, it was the you know the whole thing they have behind it. But when you spoke about that and seeing that and like you're getting an offer, right, from a from a family and they're you have two kids and you you're moving away and you're like your kids are all grown up, right? And you're selling this property and your kids live oh, in this Oh no, property. not no, another no, Sasha story. Finally Are you just rambling just so that No 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 I honestly wanted to because he said he said the thing oh, about like them reminiscing about the past right. and them reminiscing about the future. It was because now I the other angle I saw from it was because you get the so much more emotions added to it because they're they're like, hey, we have this offer over asking, but then we have this family that's mm -hmm. like basically a duplicate of our family right. that's coming in and like, oh my god, like they're gonna have kids growing up and like, mm -hmm. you know, doing the things that we did with our kids and like, you know, so it, it, I see why it was done to take the emotions, some of the emotions out of it because mm -hmm. it's already so much emotions involved in the transaction to begin with um but it's just it's, it's just that emotion again it doesn't matter if there's a love letter or not there's so many emotions involved in it and it is just it's just amazing at the end of the day right when you when you um started in real estate was it something that you like hey i want to go into real estate hey this is something i want to do or <laughs> did it like did you kind of stumble into it nico kind of followed me into it Oh, okay. And then I became his assistant. Isn't that crazy? Like, <laughs> the master began. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I couldn't pass my test to save my life. So he was like, Super Nico, coming in. He passed the test. First try in New York and New Jersey. He's like, wow. he came on me. He's like, guess who passed the test? <laughs> Not only New Jersey, New York. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't care. I was like. Whatever. Meanwhile, I took it five times, could not pass it. I was like, then I'm, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing, husband. You did so amazing. <laughs> In my head, I was kind of hating because I was like, ah, oh, so good for you to like, on the first try, kill everything. Meanwhile, I'm over here with pregnancy brain, breastfeeding one, and like, I'm like, yo, am I just stupid? Or am I just freaking stupid? Which one? Because, like, I can't, like, that test, I swear to God, they test your knowledge on being able to read English. Mm -hmm. And not not even reading the questions, being able to read and understand English to, like, because, like, so many questions. In it, and when I would answer some of the questions, I'm like, I know I'm right. Mm -hmm. But then the way they would phrase it, and then they would ask the question again in a different, I'm like, shit, now I got to go back and check my first answer. That, hold up. I don't see it in this. So, like... I second guessed myself so much, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Thank God they came out with the virtual testing." Because once they did that, then it was like I have really bad anxiety. I wasn't at the center, okay. with like them hovering over me, so I was able to like wusa and like in my own space do it. But like when I tell you that real estate test, guys, if you ever like 
that took everything, all of my brain cells. Well, the takeaway is no matter how challenging it was for you, you had the resilience and you got it done. And that's all that matters. And now you probably know the material better than Nico because you've taken it so many times. You know what I ended up doing? A hundred percent. I ended up doing where they were angel, uh, angels, where they were like agents starting before they were agents. They were looking to go to real estate school and taking the test and things like that. Mm-hmm. And at one point I had anywhere from like two to five people on a Zoom like every night helping them, coaching them, nice. um, helping them with materials and going over different ways because the way my mind works is that I need to, when I'm not a good test taker, but if you make it practical and we can talk, if you took the same test mm-hmm. and you spoke to me and asked me those questions, I would ace it. No problem. Mm-hmm. But because it's on paper, mm-hmm. just Test taking on paper kills me. Like, I'm just like, and I was able to like, there was things that I had that I was able to, um, oh my God, I, I'm glitching. Were you able to like relate it to something in real life that you're going through or something? You just related to something that's familiar, familiar to you. Mm. And, it would, and because of that, I would remember it. And when I started doing that with the people that was taking the test with me, they were like, well, taking a test after that I was coaching. They were like, oh, my God, this is so true. This is amazing. Oh, my God. I didn't think of that. And then I would have them go through like um, there's a specific guy that I followed on YouTube. One of the reasons why I passed the test was because I was studying so much and cramming so much. And it was just so much information. Mm-hmm. Nico took us on a, on a trip, a spur of the moment trip to Boston. And we went for like a weekend, a weekend trip. And when we, on the way there, he was like, study. You got to study a little, whatever. We, we drove there. We got there. He's like, no more studying. For the whole entire duration we were there, he's like, no more studying. We're just having family time. We're f- having fun, building memories, living in the moment. Awesome. Absolutely. On the way back, he was like, go ahead, study again. The next morning we came back, we drove back. I took the test 8 a.m. that morning, passed it. Beautiful. When I tell you, sometimes you need to take a step back and just woosah and just what is meant to be is meant to be. And you know what? There's a time, like we were saying in the beginning, there's a time for everything. And what is for you is what it's for you. Mm-hmm. It may not be the time when you want it to get it done when you start it off, but God knows the per- whoever you believe in, he knows the perfect timing. And when it it's for you, it will come back around and it will happen. Agreed. So... It took, I said that to say this, it's just like, it, it's um, the juju and the, the juju and the vibes and the everything you put out in the universe and it comes back to you in so many ways and like sometimes tenfold and you're like, why did that happen to me or why did this happen or why did I have such a, this client or that client, X, Y, and Z, whatever. But when you look back at your year in perspective, you know, like as a realtor, you post it and you're like, this is my year mm-hmm. in rewind. And you're like, the year started off being shitty, but look at the way it ended. Right. But sometimes you have an amazing beginning of the year, first Q- Q1, and then your Q4 is like all ass. So it's, it's in reverse, it's forward, whatever. Anyway, you flip it around. But at the end of the day, it's not always how you start is the way you end. And not always the way you end is the way you start. Basically. It's unexpected. Absolutely. I know I ramble a lot lot with that story. Oh, no. Not another (laughs) Sasha story. So at the beginning of the ramble, you asked me a question. (laughs) So I'll just – and the question was what brought me to real estate, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So uh, my father was a uh, builder. 
oh. uh, carpenter, uh, real estate investor. Uh, so my entire childhood, uh, you know, I was on um, residential home build sites with him. Uh-huh. Uh, I have some fond memories uh, of helping him out. Um, also, he owned uh, mixed-use buildings. Oh, wow. uh, so I would go and help him out with tenants' issues, you know, um, there was a barber shop that was one of the commercial spaces, you know, go go see that type of thing. And um, I, I enjoyed it, you know, and uh, one of uh, the one of his goals was he always wanted to do Francovilla and Sons. So he wanted that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah he wanted he wanted it to be him, uh, you know, and my brother and I all uh, doing uh, real estate business together. Yeah. Um, And uh, we started, you know, after college, uh, had my son, uh, and then um, uh, was doing some work, and then, you know, started to go back into that, and my, you know, started to look for our first project with my father. Unfortunately, um, he passed away. Um, You know, you make plans, God laughs, right? Everything in in, in its own time. So Mm -hmm. at that point, you know, I had a young son, so I had to pivot. Um, and that's when I started my accounting career for, uh, for a while. Um, so yeah, I was doing, uh, fast forward years later, I was doing IT sales in New York. It was, you know, it was good. You know, um, I enjoy the tech industry. I, I enjoy, you know, being plugged into what's coming next. Uh, but I always wanted to get back into, you know, the, the real estate end of it. And I was like, what, what's the best way for me to, make that transition. Yeah. So I said, okay, uh, we bought a home. I did my own renovation of the home. That's uh, so, you know, um, I basically, um, I had to hire, you know, some subs. Absolutely. Um, but other than that, I GC'd the whole thing myself and did, That's awesome. did whatever I could that was, um, you know, um, uh, you know, in my capabilities. Um, and at the same time, took the uh, real estate exam that's and became a realtor. So, um, and uh, yeah. So you said it was Frank Avia and Sons. Do you have a brother, or it was just? Son I, I do and have son? a brother. Oh, yeah, so he bro- was. His brother's a cop in uh, Hackensack. He was at the uh, the, uh, the the campaign. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I met him. Yeah, He's, I think uh, so. Which is funny that we have, we, we have you know, you know, we only met just you know recently, or you know, but we. Grew up pretty much not too far from each other. He grew up in Hackensack, mm-hmm. up in Bogota. So, oh, wow. you know, and I was, I was a H cop in Hackensack around the same time his brother was an H cop in Hackensack. Yes. So it was just you know kind of wow. funny how like things like you guys' lives just been parallel yeah. so but much. You know, it's crazy. This is exactly what I was telling you yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to meet the person. You remember when I went to Apple, mm-hmm. and that girl was helping. How she helped? Yes, us out? Tofa. So that girl was amazing. There's a reason why you meet the person you meet at that moment. And what I tell Sasha is you can't forget. You can't think of what you see, like what you see is obvious, right? Mm-hmm. You have to think the reason why you met is for another reason, not the obvious reason, right? I went to Apple. She helped us out, helped us out with Apple, but she helped us out in other ways as well. You know, she, she answered questions that we didn't have to, you know, that she got us set up with the questions Apple business. Questions we didn't even have. Yeah, like she Apple business and stuff to. like that. And I told Sasha, I'm like, We're, I'm leaving Apple. Like, she helped us out tremendously. But there's another reason why I met that girl that day. Yep. And we got to figure out why we met that girl. Mm-hmm. It's not the obvious reason, but there's another reason. And I look at things like, you know, in just in general, there's a reason why I am where I am. And I got to figure out what that reason is. 
Mm-hmm. You know. So with that being said, you know, kind of wind off. Uh, we usually do the final thoughts. Uh, we always let our guests go first. Do you have anything to you to tell new agents, agents out there, any clients, advice, any, anything you want to, you know, kind of last midget. Yeah. Uh, to new agents, um, anybody can. Yeah. Okay. Well, to new agents, <laughs> uh, every day is a work day <laughs> in real estate, but it's not, it's not work in the traditional way. You, you enjoy real estate. So you know, you enjoy having that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel like work, you know. Uh, it becomes just another piece, you know, no, just fabric of your life, uh, always talking about real estate. Um, to clients, if you have a house in northern New Jersey and you're looking for somebody to sell it, you can't do better than me. Give me a call. We'll get, <laughs> you, to- we'll get you top dollar uh, and, and uh, get you on to that next phase of life. In, in the best possible way, uh, you can reach out to me at 201-390-3911 or go to my website, bergenmike.com. 3911. You heard that? 911. Okay. Um, my last thoughts. Uh, what is for you is for you, but at the same time, you have to work towards what you need. You can't just leave it up to the universe. But once you work in that direction... Guys, just believe it. It will. I am proof that not only in one way, in so many different ways, um, that it is possible. And um, to all you working moms out there, to all you at stay at home moms, out, to all you moms, period, guys, you guys are doing amazing. And I see you. Keep doing it. And because of you guys, those kids are alive and they're striving and they're doing everything, all the things. And um, thank you. And you mean a lot to us. And like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're listening from, where you're watching us from today. You matter. And the world is better with you in it. 100%. You know, thank you again for another week, another listening, uh, you know, about an hour for with us. Uh, we're on all kidding. major platforms where you can find podcasts. And, yeah. Thank you for and, always listening to us, guys, in all the new countries, all the new uh, we're inter- islands, yeah, we're everywhere we're at, guys. We're international. Woo! Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm going to start learning different languages, you know, Russian, yeah. <laughs> uh, German, French. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I got some homework to do. But We've got to get out. Thank you, everyone. God bless you all, and have a wonderful day. Peace. Here it is, the episode you've been waiting for, the Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation.